Did you see my bruise? I did. It, that one looked painful. I'm like, how do I you know. not know where those she come stood, from? She stood up on, I think it was on, was that on Saturday or Sunday that that appeared? I don't know. I, I think Elsha beats you. No! <laughs> I do not! I think it does look kind of suspicious. It looks suspicious! Like, I was in McDonald's today. This is why, because she stood up and I I think you you, you stood up on... I laid on, on your bed. Yeah, I that's went, what you did. And I, I just laid in your bed and then you were like... I was like, what is that? <laughs> and you were like, I don't know. But yeah, I, I just They just appear. And I was like, this looks like you ran into something. And this you doesn't look like a random And bruise. you don't like know that you, you don't move a lot in your sleep or anything, right? No, I don't know. I just get random bruising. Yeah, I was sitting in McDonald's and like my shorts, because these shorts are like long enough that when you're standing, you don't see it. Yeah. But then I sat down and they like rode up a little bit. And I'm just looking at it and I'm like, people probably think I'm in some sort of situation i know it's suspicious <laughs> like, but no i just have i just randomly get them yeah i couldn't tell you i promise i'm not hitting chelsea <laughs> i promise she's not hitting me either okay can you say that after i left the room listening. <laughs> yeah i'll leave you can say it okay fine are you ready <laughs> yeah okay Hello and welcome to Centigrade, the podcast where we take a movie, break it down, and give it a score in five different categories of filmmaking, after which we give it a final grade. My name is Elsha. My name is Chelsea. And we're back this week with another spoopy movie. Yeah, spoopy. <laughs> I mean, more spoopy. <laughs> I don't know I what don't the know. word is. <laughs> when you were having this conversation earlier, is this a horror movie? I don't know. I would say I mean, no. Wikipedia calls it a psychological horror um, yeah okay wait, wait, wait what's the difference between a horror and a thriller how do we differentiate those genres i feel like this has some more horror elements than thrillers do sure. also like thrillers tend to be like more grounded in reality whereas this is like yeah he i mean not that this isn't but he's like chewing people's noses off and it's on screen and like things like that mm. there's a little bit more gore to it Mm-hmm. Than a thriller. Sure, sure. Yeah. I feel like people usually say thriller to mean horror movies that aren't scary. Like, not, mm-hmm. I mean, not always, but you know. Like, if you have a horror movie that's not scary and you're like, I don't think this is horror because it's not really that scary. Like, you're like, I think that's a thriller. But, like, yeah. Gone Girl is a thriller and I would never consider Gone Girl a horror. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I guess I, it's just if it's scary. But I do think that, like, thriller tends subjective. to be, like, I guess but, like, thrillers aren't sc- necessarily psychological. I don't know, but you can also, like, you can tell that something's intending to be scary, even if it doesn't scare you, you know? Like, there's tones to things. Alright. One of the main differences between the two genres can be found in their name. I don't know if I'd agree with this definition, but... (laughs) That's like any genre. The difference between comedy and drama is that they're not called the same thing. But a horror film wants to horrify audiences, where a thriller film only seeks to thrill. Oh, so like... So maybe it's more adrenaline-based and like suspense and tension versus mm, like like scaring you. Silence of the Lambs. On IMDb, genre are crime, drama, and thriller. No horror. Um, but yeah, so thriller, I mean, that's just a big thing about genre. Because I was reading the thing that I, that I was reading. It said that this is the only horror movie to have ever won Best Picture. And yeah. I was like, horror? <laughs> I was like, I guess so. I think, I, I don't know, maybe crime also, because this is a crime, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's a crime. It is, this movie is a crime. <laughs> I feel like crime thriller psychological horror i suppose you could put as a genre too. Mm-hmm. but yeah <laughs> do you remember first watching this movie yeah we watched yeah, it together I we know. watched this movie in bed together. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay. For those of you who don't know, we have a bunk bed, right? Yeah, we have a bunk bed. Because we're broke. Which means Chelsea has two beds because every night... Look, no, I own the right half of both this beds. Is, we've had this conversation before. I don't think it works like that. The because... bottom bed is bigger than the top bed. So I think that I get half of the bottom bed and half of the top bed. Yeah, but if I crawled up on the top bunk while you were in the top bunk, you'd be like, get out of here. I don't care. Do what you want. <laughs> if you want to sleep up there one night, be my guest. <laughs> you know? Otherwise, I think that I should have only paid for like 70% of the bed. Because look at it. Only paid for Only seven. paid oh, for 70%. Oh, no, you should pay for 70 I think you should have paid for 75% <laughs> no, of the bed. You paid for 70%. No, maybe not. It feels like a 60-40 situation. Sure. I'll take it. <laughs> okay, so where's my, like... No, you owe me money. Yeah. How do I owe you because money? Because you bought a bigger portion of the bed. But you but use we... half of my portion of... The... I own... I own Tell half of saying, the bottom part. you pony up the $10 that you owe, yeah, you can never... have your bed back. <laughs> <laughs> but I own... At this point, I own half of my bed, and Chelsea owns her entire top half of no, the bed and half of my bed. I told you, you can have half I of the can't, top. If I came up there, you would be like, get down. I don't care. Do you what? would care. You'd be like, this is going to break. But, okay, that's also a thing. But if you want to <laughs> come up there, I'm not going to say no, because it's half yours. <laughs> I don't think it works like that. Anyways, so the bottom bed is bigger. And so we sit there, you know, before we go to bed and we watch, you know, Pedro Pascal and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. And every once in a while, only every once in a while, we decide we're going to watch a movie, a full length movie. This usually only happens if it's something we can't get on a streaming service. And then I usually find it on my computer and then we watch it. On yeah. Or like or we find we don't have it anymore because we're not in school, but we used to have like the library thing yeah. that we could go to. Yeah. Um, because we have a living room with a TV, so we usually watch a movie there. But yeah. every once in a while, we're like, okay. And this was one of those movies. This one, The Village, and The Invisible Man. Yeah. And so this is one of those movies where you're like, oh, I totally remember watching this movie in bed. Yeah. Um, and it was good. It was good. Spooky. It was very spooky because we turned all the lights off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, again, I'm not a big horror movie person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really get scared by these things, so. But I do. I suppose... But you don't, like. What? Well, because you don't really like crime stuff. I mean, it's you know? fine. It depends. Sometimes I get bored. Like, what what crime stuff do I know? Like? I don't know. I just feel like that's a genre that you've said I'm not really into crime things. Also, what was it? I don't even remember what the show was because we only got literally oh, like seven yeah. minutes into it oh. when Chelsea made us turn it off. I know because yeah, she got it was... scared because someone got shot. Someone killed. Like... They like shot her hand. Or yeah, they shot her through the hand. Yeah. This guy. Okay, look. This person just came into this restaurant. I know. I was there, and I was laughing <laughs> I, okay, that you were was, so were, disturbed. Were our this. listeners there? <laughs> I don't think so. This is how the podcast works. This is so chaotic. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> the person came into the restaurant. I know. Whatever this, I know you know. 
and they shot up the place and i went and but it was like gruesome in, in ways and it they, wasn't that gruesome no but it was like this, it was like, like a normal amount of look, gruesome you know what this could happen though see that's the thing some people don't like true crime kind because of thrillers because they're like, they're like could that happen. could happen to me but they'll watch this most fucked up horror movie and be like <laughs> that's not even scary because it's yeah. not real whereas i'm different <laughs> because it's not real i'm like uh-uh i don't want that in my imagination yeah. at all <laughs> but if someone gets shot up you're like, like well this is reality this is happen. just how things work yeah, I feel that's like the world it's yeah. also like that they were like in the middle of the broad daylight in a restaurant this time yeah Whereas, like, sometimes, like, stuff like this, this woman, she she dies, or no, she doesn't die, but she gets kidnapped in Silence of the Lambs because yeah. she goes and helps the man in the middle of the night with her, with, gets into his truck with the, with the couch. I wouldn't do that. No, you'd just wait at a gas station for a man to approach you hey, and that offer man help. Hey, that helped us. <laughs> we look so helpless. Look, we need to We literally, fill... I even think I remember us being like, why can't, why isn't someone coming? I think we literally <laughs> sat there and we were like, why is no one coming to help us? We look so lost. Yeah, okay. We... And then someone did come and we were like, yeah. We went to a gas station for our listeners who don't know the story. <laughs> We went to a gas station to fill my tires were there, and we didn't know how to do it. And we were like, how the heck do we get this stupid nozzle in the tire? Yeah. And then this guy came up. He's kind of scary, and it was the middle of the night. Yeah, it was. Probably like scary. seven, but in the winter, so it was dark. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, do you guys need help? And we were like, yes. Yeah. And we both he- looked at each other, and we were like, yeah, <laughs> we're not getting out of this. And Cause, then? Because the thing is, here, here's the thing. Even if we said no. We would have just had to leave. Why wouldn't you have called me? I don't know. I don't know what you were doing. Maybe you were working. I just, I don't know. I just, like, because the thing is, if we said no to him, he would have been like, okay, and then he would have stood by and watched us still not know what we're doing. We We would have just had to leave. But I think we just couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Well, we were also stressed because we only had enough money to do the to put the coins in once. So yeah. we were like, we have to do every single tire in the time before this runs out, and we don't even know how to do one of them, and we don't have more money. So we were like, we gotta speed do this, you know? Did you guys even have a tire pressure gauge? Yeah, I think maybe. <laughs> Chelsea looks like she doesn't even know what that is. I know what that, that is. she owns one. I know what that is. Maybe we didn't. Oh, totally used a tire pressure gauge. (laughs) (laughs) What is a tire pressure gauge? It's just a little thingy that you put into the thing and then it shows you the pressure in the tire and it shows you it on a little scale. I don't have that. (laughs) Do not have that at all. Definitely not. Did the guy? I don't know. Why would he just have one? I keep one in my glove box so that what? You also keep orange cones in your trunk. And you know what? They you came in them. handy. I know. I l- <laughs> so wild. Why do you have orange cones? Oh. <laughs> in case of emergencies. They fold up. They fold flat. They're I mean, great. They were cool. Anyways. Great. Uh, well, uh, I don't know what we were talking about, but we're back. Um, oh, first watching this movie. I, I was saying, yeah. um, I don't really get scared that much in mm-hmm. movies. So, um, so this movie didn't really scare me. Yeah. I mean, I feel like th- this movie also didn't really scare me. There's a couple parts where you're like, yeah, this is kind of uncomfy, you know? Yeah. I started thinking about, like, what would it be like if you did go and talk to, like, a serial killer when they're mm-hmm. in a box in prison? Mm-hmm. And that would probably be kind of scary. I think you'd be a little bit scared for, like, what if they get out and then come try to kill me? That's what I would be scared. Mm-hmm. I think talking to them would probably be like, whatever, I know you're not going to touch me because you're in a box. Mm-hmm. But you don't know. Well... 
You never watched Mindhunter with us, right? No. I watched, like, a bit of it. But yeah, in those, they were interviewing them. They were in the same room as them. Yeah, just, like, with handcuffs on or whatever. I mean, but... Some of them that. not. Some of them... Like, <laughs> that one time, the guy did, like, hug him, and he thought he was gonna die. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That I wouldn't do. <laughs> the part of you that kind of watches these movies, and you're like, well, I should go into the FBI. And then you go, they run a lot, though. Yeah. <laughs> so... That's really the struggle. Yeah. That's what's holding us. It's like back me here. watching Narcos and like, ah, oh, I could be a DEA agent, and then I see Pedro Pascal running and chasing people. I'm like, like, not no. for me, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only reason why. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I guess I'll get into pre-production on okay. this movie. Uh, so it was based on the 1988 novel of the same name, written by Thomas Harris. Um, there's not that much information on this movie. Also, was a heads up. So uh, this is going to be quick, which is great. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was the second film to actually feature the character Hannibal Lecter because um, there was a first a movie called Manhunter, which came out in 1986, which was also adapted from the book first. But it did really bad. But it was actually the second time that it was um, adapted. So prior to the release of it, Orion Pictures partner- partnered with Gene hackman to adapt it for film with hackman sent to direct and possibly star in it as jack crawford and negotiations were made to split the five hundred thousand dollar cost of the rights between hackman and the studio they also had to get the rights to the character because of the first movie that was made Mm -hmm. but uh because it did so bad they just gave them the rights for free (laughs) because they were like we don't have any use for it if a character exists in a book and then you use it in a movie who Mm -hmm. has the rights to the character the movie or the book person i don't know but then, for some well, reason, it depends on if they sold the rights or if they're like, um, yeah. For some reason, this other per like the the producer of the other movie had the rights. No, because you can yeah. make I'm buying the rights for 25 years. Yeah. So that yeah. means I can make as many Hannibal movies in 25 years. I wonder yeah. if they regret that decision. Now. Well, they just gave them up. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because yeah, they just gave them for right. free. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah. So they got those pretty easily. Um. And then. In November 1987, Ted Talley was brought in to write the adaptation, and he had interest in adapting it for a long time, so he was like, great. And then when he was about halfway through the first draft, Hackman withdrew from the project um, because of financing, but the Orion co-founder encouraged uh, Talley to keep on writing, and then they would keep, like, figure out the finances, and they'd figure it out later and find a director. And then uh, they found director Jonathan, Jonathan, is it Demi? Is that how you say Demi. I don't know what you're saying. His, His name, name Jonathan, Jonathan Demi. Doom. I feel like it said that it was Demi, but it does not look like that. It's D-U-E-M-M-E, right? No, it's D-E-M-M-E. Are you sure? Yes, yes I'm looking at it. I, and it I looks would say like Demi, but Yeah, it looks like Demi. I'm going to go with Demi. <laughs> um... Anyways. Jonathan Demi. Yeah. Sure. We're going to go with that. Wait. Um, I'm playing it. Jonathan Dem. But why does it say... Okay, sure. That makes Wait, more sense to me. where did you read me. that from? Uh, I played a YouTube video that said Dem. how to pronounce. Ready? Jonathan But on Dem. Wikipedia, it says to pronounce Jonathan it like Dem. Dem and then E-E. It's very strange. Oh, they have Jonathan it phonetically? Dem. Yeah, they have it phonetically on Wikipedia as D-E-M. That sounds like a robot thing. It is. It's the pronunciation channel. <laughs> yeah, well, the pronunciation channel is not what, same names, right? I don't know. How do they say Rihanna? Rihanna. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How do you say Rihanna? It's technically Rihanna. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways, but... however you say his name, 
Yeah, Jonathan Dem. Dem or Demi, whatever. They got him to direct. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but, and they got him without the screenplay completed um, and he signed on after reading the novel because he was like, wow, great material. From there, once they got him on board, apparently everyone everything went very quickly. Apparently they like had the first draft and then they were meeting about it in like May and then they were shooting in November and they were like, there wasn't really any revisions. It just kind of happened. <laughs> so... Sure. Yeah, that's about all I have. Great. It's great. Short and sweet as we're 30 minutes in. <laughs> well, we had a big talk about bunk beds yeah. and getting murdered, filling tires. Very Just important. didn't happen, but... Yeah. So uh, that moves, moves us on to the vibe check. Oh, the vibe check. All right. Ready? Yes. Three, two, one. Pass. Pass. Yeah. Pass the vibe Again, check. this is a weird... It's weird because yeah, it's... Yeah, because it's supposed to be spooky. Yeah, it's good spooky vibes. Again. Yeah, it depends on what the, what the question means. Because technically you're really asking is, uh, do you or do you not like this movie? Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, you know, if it's supposed to be scary vibes... Mm-hmm. Then it does a good job. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what word is a, a good word. word for this. I tried to think of some and then I was like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We already used uncomfy. Yeah, we can't. I mean, that would be good again, but I feel like there's probably a better word out there. Unnerving. Mm, that mm. is a better word. <laughs> like a thesaurus over here. Yeah, you are. <laughs> we love Secretly that. open to thesaurus.com. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, I have great names, great ideas. <laughs> yeah, sure. Unnerving. Yeah, unnerving is, is a good one. I'm trying to think of any of the feelings I got while watching this movie. I mean, I want to talk at one point about the the camera stylings because mm-hmm. it's so specific. Yeah, we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. the the way that they shoot this movie, I think, really works to try and make you feel unnerved. Mm-hmm. Unnerved. That's a word, right? Yeah. I don't know. Eerie could be one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think unnerving is better, though. Yeah. Not unnerving. So. Unnerving. Yeah. Great. That is. There we go. Great. We got there. <laughs> yeah. Put that on the. Put that in the. What the heck is it? I'm making a. The collage. Oh, yes. The collage of vibe check words. Yeah. Okay. Which means we're going to move on to the categories. Mm-hmm. Finally. Which means we'll go through each category in regards to story, characters, visuals, editing, music, and societal impact, each giving it a score of 10. We'll then combine those scores to give it a score of 20 for each round, giving us an even grade out of 100. Afterwards, the film has a chance to win up to three bonus points in the bonus best round. Vote around one story score, scoring based on writing and plot. This is a movie when I was watching it and I was like, wow, <laughs> this is some good writing, I feel like. Mm-hmm. This will happen a lot. Every yeah. once in a while you get to a movie that'll do that to you mm-hmm. and you'll be like, hmm, interesting. You know, some movies just uh, are either so mediocre or so bad. Yeah. Um, But this one, I was like, I think that this works pretty well. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe like a nine. I too gave it a nine. Great. It's. I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but like the like true crime, not true crime, but like the crime genre and mm-hmm. those kind of movies. I don't know. They're kind of interesting. <laughs> why yeah. we enjoy them? <laughs> yeah. You know. I, don't I mean, know. why some people enjoy them? <laughs> Are you a big crime person? I enjoy a good true crime. I enjoy learn. I I enjoy hearing about how other people are cr- insane. You're like, wow, yeah. people are crazy. I feel like it's one of the biggest, especially like podcast genres. Mm-hmm. For some reason, that seems to be one of the biggest ones ever. Yeah. I mean, I suppose this isn't necessarily based off of a true story. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but I guess there's probably elements. Yeah. How many cannibals have there been that have been a big thing in serial killers? Good amount. More than you'd think of. Quite a few. Yeah. Dahmer was a big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of like... Army Hammer. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Working at the sea resort <laughs> in the Bahamas now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's just—I mean, I think it is interesting because you're like, wow, this is just so like it's—it is—it is like reality, but you're like, it's so crazy to think that this actually. Is I think there's probably kind of something interesting you know? to see, sort of like different ways that the human mind works. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when someone's doing something that seems so incredibly, like, weird, and you're like, oh, you know? Yeah. It's just kind of like, oh, I can't believe someone would do that. And it's a little bit frightening because you're like, oh, this is actually, things like this have happened. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to be like, how did we get here? <laughs> you know? <laughs> how did, like, how did this person get from, like, childhood to now being a cannibal? Like, you know what happened there? You know, probably kind of interesting. trauma. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe just brain chemistry. I don't know. Just kind of wild. I don't know. Serial don't killers know. were a big thing in like the seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are they? Uh, how many serial killers are running rampant right now? You think? I actually just listened to a podcast yeah. on this. Um, they still exist. Well. It's just. Obviously, forensics and investigation have gotten a lot less sloppy, mm-hmm. and technology makes it a lot harder, but there are definitely still serial killers. It's also, we don't sensationalize them the same way in the media, because, like, we learned that serial killers, part Great of their, cra- yeah, they, they want the attention, and so we don't give them, like, son of Sam, and we don't name them and make them a huge thing anymore. Yeah. yeah. And so they still happen, but they're not given the same, like, you know, mm-hmm. visibility. Yeah. It'll be it, like, oh, it, you might hear that there's multiple them. murders happening, but, like, that's it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's probably, seri- like, the Highway of Tears. Like, that's a serial killer. There, yeah. There's definitely serial killer actually. I mean, there was also the right one, like, semi-recently that was, like, the pig farm. Robert Picton. Yeah. That was, like, semi-recently. So great things to talk about <laughs> uh, <laughs> but this movie is also interesting because it's a it has it's one of those famous like horror movie female protagonist movies mm. she's like one of the highest up there like ranked for like horror movie female protagonists right yeah well, I feel there's like a lot of stuff in this movie about that she's a, a woman you know Oh, yeah, there's a whole big thing about sort of everyone's kind of sexist. A lot of them are really objectifying. Yeah. They're always, you know. Yeah. Kind of skeeving on her. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of horror movie women. Ripley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alien's a big one. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. Was she the main yeah. character in that movie? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I there's mean, also... A Nightmare on Elm Street has, has a female protagonist. Yeah, I mean, horror movies tend to have, like, a good amount of them have female protagonist it's more so that like the i don't know she's on the same not on the same level as hannibal but he respects her which yeah. i think is the mm-hmm. difference yeah whereas in other horror movies the female protagonist is usually the prey yeah and that's i mean there's a bit later when it comes to like the shooting of it also but like just to touch on it a bit like a lot of horror movies focus on like the male gaze is like a big thing like they really lean into that Mm -hmm. but in this they kind i mean it still is but they kind of switch it a bit because he's looking into camera 
So it's almost uh. like it like becomes that he's looking into like whoever's just there. And then also it makes you like sympathize with her more because you're like, oh, this is uncomfortable. Yeah, it's her <laughs> that a guy's just staring at me for it's like her 20 minutes. Point of view. Yeah. He's staring down camera is what she's seeing. Yeah. And staring at her. And so it really like lets everyone really understand like, oh, maybe it is kind of uncomfortable when you objectify someone like that. Yeah. Just stare at them that much, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting that kind of yeah their relationship's interesting. I don't know how <laughs> how to I mean probably story and character, but yeah, their relationship's very interesting because yeah, he does respect her. I don't know maybe it's just the, the that she's kind of I don't know gone I mean, head to head. Do you think him. it's because he thinks he like admires how smart she is? I think so. I think and, that's like, part of it. You know, I think he sees her as like. A worthy opponent mm-hmm. like they're on opposite sides but he's like this he's is like but finally fun for me I'm yeah just not, i'm not bored of your mm-hmm. i'm not bored of your dumb he's people like, coming I... in asking me the same questions all the time doing the same things that they're trained to do it's boring he's like i won't come after you because i think the world's more interesting with you in it mm-hmm. i think there's also something about these kind of crime stories where you're like ooh. I get to kind of try and guess who's done it. Oh, yeah, I do love that about... It's always fun. You yeah. make guesses. <clears throat> yeah. And a lot of times I feel like you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're just like, I totally get it. I, like, twist things, too. And, like, mm-hmm. and then they manage to trick you. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow. Well, this one's also, like, it so, doesn't really... I don't know if that's this. But... <laughs> yeah, this one doesn't really give you the chance to be like, oh, who is it? Because, like, they show you who he is. It's just that you don't know how, like... They don't set up other potential suspects. Yeah. It's just kind of like, here's the guy. How are they going to get to that point kind of thing? Well, it's also because you have like, but... the serial killer, Buffalo Bill, and mm-hmm. then you also have Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. And so who's your antagonist? Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, then... that's the what's driving them, like, to get... Like, Hannibal is working with them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? He's working for his own reasons. Yeah. But he has the same end goal. Yeah. And there's a part where he kind of almost becomes that, though, because he, like, this whole part where he, like, breaks out and eats someone's face and takes it and puts it on, you know? Yeah. And, like, a big chunk of the movie gets focused on him then. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. But, I mean, even in that it's moment, not... he's not really, like, he's that's just him trying to escape. They're still trying to find... Yeah, and like, I think, you know, like, in that moment, he's not against Clarice, who is the protagonist. He's just against, mm-hmm. I don't want to be in jail anymore. Yeah, but I don't think he's, like, I mean, he's obviously not a good guy, but I also don't think he's framed as the villain, really, in this film. Yeah. yeah. He's just kind of someone in the film that's like, oh, he is crazy, but there's crazier people <laughs> that are doing bad things right now, kind of thing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think that I also, know. like, sets up, this is more character, but... Like, Buffalo Bill is going against, like, innocent young girls, and he's killing girl, like, you know, mm-hmm. sweet young girls, whereas Hannibal is set up to be very, like, he, you see his reasonings, like, he kills Mig because he was rude to Clarice, and yeah. then he's going mm-hmm. after the doctor because the doctor abused him, like, yeah, they try to not justify, Well, but yeah, but it's like, well, at least he's going after, like, like, bad people already, yeah. <laughs> instead of like, oh, well, she's the governor's daughter, whatever, Yeah, you know? Yeah. That's always kind of that. That's another thing that some true true crime things do is they make you sympathize with like a serial killer, 
And you're mm. like, this feels a little gross. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, wasn't Dexter, like, wasn't his whole thing, was he was this, like, that TV show, it's not real, but, yeah. like, he, yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> no, I was yeah. like, I don't know if you know, but, but he was a serial killer who yeah. killed other serial No, killers. yeah, literally, he's the main character, and you like him a lot. Yeah. Mm. But, like, he, every he is. episode is, mur- like, very, pretty violently murdering people. Yeah. But, but it's like, but also, like, he's a cop, or no? He's a, he's a, he is. Most he's a, um, he's a blood splatter analyst. It's true. <laughs> true he's like a blood splatter analyst yeah so he like works with like the fbi or whatever yeah so like he kills the people like he finds out who it is and then kills them yeah so like he kills bad people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's like oh but he's fun and it's like no but it's still kind of gross i don't know it just makes you feel a little gross because you're like yay he killed the punisher it's like we all love the punisher oh yeah but he is a sociopath oh he's crazy Plenty of people. Yeah. But we're like, he does it for a good reason. Yes. 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 yes, yes. It's just kind of an interesting thing where it's like, yeah. You do kind of root for them a little bit. When they get hurt, you're like, no. And it's like, but he did kill eight people last episode. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of, yeah, it plays with your, I guess, views on murder, too. Yeah. Yeah. That happens like lots of things, though. Yeah. Even things that aren't true crime. Yeah. It's like the Mandalorian talking about he kills so many people, but you're like, whatever. Yeah. Because they're I evil. do condone violence. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do condone violence. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess they do try to... Because you do kind of like Hannibal. Yeah. he's kind of... That's the thing, is that he is... He's... I don't know. He's an interesting character, because you're like, I do kind of trust this man. Trust? Not trust, but like, <laughs> you know... Yeah, you're just kind of like, you're entertaining. Yeah, you're entertaining, and I feel like you could... He's, like, charming enough that, like, you're, like, you know you're putting on, like, something, but, like, still kind of believe it, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, for the most part, he, like, is kind of truthful. It's just that he has other motives. So it's, like, you know, it's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. There's also stuff in this movie about, like, Buffalo Bill, about, like... Like, apparently, he's not supposed to be a gay character, but he's not. Apparently, he's not a gay character. He was a tormented man who hated himself and wished he was a woman because that would would have made him as far away from himself as he possibly could be. But it comes across, like, they call him, like, well, you know... I yeah, because I that's one of the main criticisms that I read about this film is that yeah. it can come across as quite transphobic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which... It definitely, if you if you watch it, you can get those intentions, and people will definitely, you know, take that away from the film. Yeah. Um. But I think what they were attempting to do was it was they were like he basically pretends to be a trans woman, but he isn't. He like he doesn't want to be a woman because he feels like a woman. Yeah. He wants to be a woman because he just hates himself as a man so much, which mm. isn't really like it's a very strange and like blurry distinction. Yeah. But they're like it's not because he actually has gender dysphoria. Yeah. It's just because he's so full of self-loathing that if he was already a woman then he would want to be a man. Like it's not it's yeah. not actually connected to gender. Yeah. But it is messy. <laughs> yeah, it's a little messy. And I can see why people like especially like the portrayal yeah. of trans. I mean, especially cuz like a lot of stuff like it, it's like really showing it in a bad light of like yeah. oh well then all people are like this yeah you know? and, and it's, it's like it's no like, it's, it, it feeds into that well we can't have trans women in bathrooms because they're gonna attack young girls yeah and it's like mm-hmm. it's it feeds into that hysteria yeah. for sure yeah. but this was also the 90s that's true. Yeah. Which is yes. not exactly a beacon for you know no no, no. <laughs> yeah 
Do you have any questions about this movie? Any things about this movie that you're like, wow, this is really... Like, what about this movie do you look at and go, well, I think this is pretty well written? Uh, yeah. I mean, I just think, like, a lot of the dialogue between him and her, you know, mm-hmm. Hannibal Lecter and Clarice. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think it's kind of one of those things that you listen to and you're like, well, imagine writing dialogue like that. Yeah. A lot uh, of their, like, when he questioned, like, when it's the, the parts where he's like, I will tell you something you tell me something yeah. like that that back and forth is pretty good <laughs> i also think you there's know? just something interesting about like seeing people try to psychoanalyze other people mm-hmm. or even like kind of learning a little bit about i don't know how accurate like all this stuff is probably is you think they'd research stuff yeah but you know just to learn probably. about like serial killers and be like like what was the one line she said like uh he's a white male because serial killers tend to hunt in their own ethnic groups yeah. yeah. I was like, is that real? Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Stuff like that. That's true. Yeah. I kind of like yeah. the thing about the metaphor with the lamb. Mm-hmm. Um, about how she heard all these screaming lambs and now she feels like she has to save them. Yeah. It gives me the same vibes as, like, The Catcher in the Rye. That's kind of what that title is like. It's a metaphor mm-hmm. about this. That that book's about, like, how he wishes... That metaphor is, like, he wishes that he could be a catcher in the rye who, like, stops kids from running off the edge of cliffs. Yeah. So I always like a metaphor like that when they do that in books and movies. Yeah, like, like a good movie where you're <laughs> like, why is this called this? Yeah. And then you watch it and you're like, ah, uh, I get it now. <laughs> That's always fun. <laughs> and so that whole scene where he's kind of like... You know, he's trying to understand who she is and why she's doing things, and that's yeah. fun for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of to be there, too, and kind of, like, hear it yourself and kind of try to guess. It's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. Sometimes I think of stuff like that, and I'm like, if I were to title a movie, maybe I would try to do, like, a a little, a little poem thing. Because mm-hmm. it usually tends to be stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. There's some theme stuff, too, like mm-hmm. the bugs. Yeah. And butterflies. Because moth, well, similar. Yeah. <laughs> the post of this movie is like a the moth, right? Mm-hmm. Bug guys. Yeah. I think this bug movie, guys. This movie gives bug guys a bad name. Yeah, that's name. another. <laughs> or do bug guys give bug guys a bad name? I don't know. McKenna is anti-bug guys. <laughs> that's what I learned from this movie. Well, there's that weird scene where the the bug guys are looking at the bug, and. <laughs> Clarice is there, and the one guy's like hitting talking, on her. and she goes, "Are you hitting on me?" And he goes, "Yes." Yeah. And Maketa's like, "What a weirdo." <laughs> <laughs> and which is fair, they are kind of weirdo. Yeah. Um, I don't know if something comes out of that because isn't he there at the end of the movie? Well, I guess they helped on the case. Yeah. So they're like, let's invite everyone who helped out on the case. Yeah. These bug guys helped Congrats. out. You helped crack the case. We wouldn't have known about these weird ass moths. Yeah, if it yeah. wasn't for you two. It's also weird. always kind of wild when you see stuff like that where they're like, oh, well, this bug wasn't isn't native to this area, so they've been brought here, so we have to find people who brought bugs, but I don't freaking know. And then you're like, oh, wow, look at all these tracing things. People yeah. should cover their steps more. Yeah. <laughs> You're like this. I'll keep this in mind like, next if time. I would I... commit a crime. I would probably try my best to keep those tracks. Sure. I'm not gonna. Yeah, well, I'm one like, thing okay. about serial killers, not really related, but they think generally they think they're so much smarter than everyone else. Mm. They also so they a lot of time think they're untouchable. Yeah, like especially they, if they get away with something once. That's the thing. Like, like with this guy, like too. It's like it was his what third victim or whatever, where the moth is mm-hmm. in her throat or something, and it's like. 
yeah, that's like a thing as they get more and more bold with each kill yeah. because once they get away with it once, they think they'll just always keep getting away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. And that was like he did that because it was like also like a metaphor, right? Mm-hmm. So stupid. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's what got you caught. <laughs> I mean, I guess we can move on then. Sure. You want to stick with the uh, two nines then? Sure. Sure. Uh, so then we'll move on to round two character counts, going based on character development and relationships. I mean, pretty iconic mm-hmm. characters, or at least specifically with Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Maybe another nine. Yeah, I gave it a nine too. I mean, yeah, he's. I mean, specifically Hannibal has a lot of not a lot of iconic lines, but there's like specific stuff where it's like everyone knows about that. <laughs> yeah, I and then ate also his just like with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Yeah, all the yeah. way to the FBI. <laughs> yeah, and then that weird thing he does. The uh, I don't know if I can do it. The the. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> yeah um but we'll start with clarice mm-hmm. played by jodie foster mm-hmm. she was uh interested in playing the role right after reading the novel mm-hmm. but they were like nah we don't think you're right <laughs> mm-hmm. um so the first choice was michelle pfeiffer um who ended up turning it down because of the subject matter she was like that's really dark <laughs> and then they approached meg ryan who also turned it down because they were she was like that's really dark um, and then they went to Laura Dern and the studio was like, mm, we don't know if that's a good idea. And then they were like, okay, we'll give it to Jodie Foster. She's really passionate about it. What does the studio have against Laura Dern? I don't know. I think they were, they, they were worried about her. Yeah. profitable. Yeah. Oh. Which is, is this, this is after Jurassic Park? No, this is no, before. before. This is before. Three years before. Yeah. So. But yeah. I mean, she's she's a very she's pretty easy to root for. She's pretty mm-hmm. she's a pretty interesting person. I feel like you see a lot of like like at the beginning of the movie, you're seeing her just trying to like advance, yeah, in the police, whatever you know, actually be seen, be heard by people, and then you see her kind of like I mean, step she, up, you know. She's pretty smart. Yeah. She also kind of seems uncomfortable a lot of the time. Yeah. Especially like you know in that first scene, she's like a little bit quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, not super. Um, outgoing or anything. Yeah. Can I see this type of person who is, like, is very smart, but doesn't know how to, like, I don't know, is it, almost is too afraid to let people know that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Could so, be, like, a still waters run deep kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, she seems pretty smart. Just, I mean, she's, like, top of her class. Yeah. You know, and they kind of tell you that at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. They're like, this it's is like a smart woman. Yeah. Yeah. She can run. She's smart. Great. <laughs> You know? Yeah. <laughs> She's got that accent. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's something a... to talk about. Yeah. That's a fake accent, right? Yeah. I think I read something about uh, that on, like, the first day shooting or something, or when they were doing a scene with um, with Hannibal Lecter, like, when she first did the accent, he, like, made fun of it or something. And, like, that was genuinely her reaction of being, like, offended <laughs> or something, because she was like, how dare you make fun of my accent for this? Yeah, and then they kept it. In. I was like, that would be really sad if you're like, here's my accent for the movie, and then he just makes fun of it. I guess like, the oh. question is, is it good? I don't know. What's it supposed to be? It's supposed to be pretty like southern? heavy, like from, but like from Virginia, like yeah, southern, yeah. So I mean, I'm not well versed enough in accents. I'm not either, but I don't, I don't find it unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I think it's just jarring because it's in contrast to like his refinement. 
Yeah. And everyone else being so, like... Yeah, nobody else has a southern accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was that also, like, did she need to do an accent as a, in, the, in the book as a character from... Or yeah, did she it's, just... like, her background. Yeah. She, yeah. She talks about it, like, where she's from. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think that it's just that it is so heavy that you're like, what? Yeah. But, I mean, it's fine. It's just kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, do you want to talk about their kind of... I mean, we talked about it a bit earlier, but, like, their kind of... Not relationship. That's not the right word. I mean, I, yeah, I guess a lot of this movie is basically her trying to f- solve this crime while also having to deal with this guy who, like, is playing games. Yeah. She's like, I, can you just tell me who he is? Yeah. She'll play along with him because she has to. Yeah. Um, But also it's like, it affects her mental state, right? Because mm-hmm. she starts doing worse in her classes and whatever. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting, yeah, to see, like, how she does care about finding this person mm-hmm. <laughs> you know she wants to do good but it's like yeah this guy's holding her back but also is helping her at the same time you yeah. know it's like this is the the thing in between getting what i want mm-hmm. and not and it's just him being annoying <laughs> in the way <laughs> yeah yeah so it's also kind of interesting that one scene where she's like telling him here's if you help us you can go to that the beach, island the island yeah and then it's a lie. Yeah. And a part of you is like, that's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, she lied to him? Yeah. He was you so hear her explain his deal and you're like, wow, that's a great deal for him. <laughs> I feel like he knew. Yeah. That I it feel was like a lie. he never believed her. Well, I believed him. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, wow, what a great deal. Yeah. And yeah, that is kind of, we're talking about the likability of, I mean, I kind of went back to Hannibal after, but this made me think about it. I feel it. like you can't really talk, it's kind of hard to talk about one of them. You kind of just have to talk about both. The and same then time. When, even when they like kind of put him in that uh, straight jacket with the, the mouth muzzle thing, yeah. it's kind of like, oh, they, they do kind of make you feel for him. Mm-hmm. And you're like, poor man. But then you go, wait, he ate people. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, but he hasn't done it in a while. Well, then he does it again. Well, yeah. But up to that point, you're like, <laughs> he oh, like, he, maybe he's a reformed man he likes... who just wants to live on a beach, you know? Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, you don't think that, but you know, I feel like they kind of like. I think the thing with him too is you're like he wouldn't come after me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Buffalo Bill, you're like he could come after me. Yeah. But Hannibal, you're like, well, I'm safe. I'm not his type. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, because what is it about him? Like, who is he killing? Is it bad people? Or is it just... It's people that offend him. Yeah. By being dumb or by just being actually offensive, like Migs. I think you have to get pretty, like, on his pretty bad side for him to do anything, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like he just, like, if you bump into him on the street that he'd murder you. He's, it says he prefers to eat the rude. That was, like, the character. Mm-hmm. Like so, and he was based off a real, um, a real serial killer from Mexico, although I don't know if this guy was also a cannibal, but he was a doctor. Mm. It's pretty, I don't know if lucky is the right word, but to be named Hannibal... And then, and then decide be to a become cannibal? a cannibal. I guess it's only natural. <laughs> <laughs> like, either... Because what is... Uh, obviously, someone made this up, right? Just because they're like, oh, Hannibal the Cannibal, it's a great name. Yeah. But logistically, in real life... If your name was Hannibal? Maybe that was the trigger point. 
Yeah. He was like, I'm Hannibal. Maybe in, like, high school. I could maybe be. like Maybe, like, elementary school, all the kids called him Hannibal the Cannibal, like, as a nickname. And then he was like, yeah. oh, what if I, what if I was? <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, Bunch yeah, of school or, kids being like, Hannibal the Cannibal. Or he's like, and now I have a serial killer thing in my, in, you know, I could just kill them. Or, my mm-hmm. thing, I could be Hannibal the Cannibal. Yeah. I guess now I have to eat them. Yeah. Which would be gross. Yeah, I think it would be gross. It's like, does he cook it? Or does he just eat it? This is like that movie Fresh. Yeah. I think in, like, Silence of the Lamb, his characterization is he just eats people. Um, but if you ever watch the Hannibal show, mm. I would say about 30% of the show is elaborate cooking sequences of him mm. preparing meals. And then they all sit around the table and he's like, everyone's like, the pork is delicious. And he's just like, sure is <laughs> and they're like feeding him someone's leg yeah and like in the show he would like keep people alive and then just amputate like fresh yeah like yeah fresh. yeah uh, but, but yeah i just think yeah. it's it's pretty fascinating that hannibal became a cannibal <laughs> or he chose that name afterwards watch out what you name your kid watch out just don't name your kid hannibal don't name your kid like shirt over <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> sure. That's the best you could come up with. Yes. I was trying to think of other uh, things. What else is there? Stapist? That's not a name either. <laughs> you're just adding S's. Yeah, you're just adding S's. I don't know. Come up with something better now, I dare you. <laughs> Bill. Biller, the killer. <laughs> oh, sure, <laughs> sure. Um, do you want some fun facts? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're not that fun. Oh. But, <laughs> um, but me with orig- a good time. Oh. Okay. Originally, they asked Sean Connery to do the role. Sure. Um, but he turned it down. Everyone's turning down this movie. And a lot of them, it said that they turned it down because they were like, that's too dark. And I'm mm. like, there was other true crime things happening. <laughs> but anyways, um, but then they gave it to Anthony Hopkins because of his role in The Elephant Man. Mm-hmm. When Hopkins heard about the script and he heard this, the title, Silence of the Lambs, he went, he responded, quote unquote, is it a children's story? And then uh, he called his agent back after he read the first 10 pages and he went, this is the best part I've ever read. And then he accepted it immediately. Mm-hmm. But he was like, for kids? And he was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I guess. They were like, no, no, no. What would the kids story of this be? Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. It's about like. Mary had a little lamb yeah. whose fleece was red as blood. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> This, this is the most This episode chaotic. is insane. <laughs> I think, like, McKenna and I are, like, I'm overtired, so I'm kind of delirious. Chelsea, I don't know what's wrong with her. I don't know what's going on over there. Oh. <laughs> McKenna's just living her life. Oh. <laughs> I'm struggling with these bonus guys. She's like, actually continue going yeah. off topic because I don't have them ready. <laughs> another hour. <laughs> Anyways... Anthony Hopkins is a big theater actor, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, the the role is very theatrical, mm-hmm. 
Wait, and I mean, it works because sometimes it doesn't work. You know, sometimes if you have a theater actor, they're like way too crazy, and you're like, whoa. Yeah, yourself. I mean, there is a whole thing about theater acting versus, versus movie acting. Yeah. Um, and some because when you do theater acting, you do have to kind of be more expressive because mm-hmm. uh, some people are really far away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and in a yeah. movie, it's like you know you can be a little bit more subtle. Mm-hmm. Camera stuff helps with yeah. you know that performance. Yeah. And so yeah, this is kind of like a very like out there role Mm -hmm. i mean every like movement he does every like way he says anything is so deliberate but like it is over the top but it works like for this character like i feel like yeah it's just it's It's very prim and proper and like the way he stands yeah he's so like (laughs) straight like he just looks so like casual about everything and mm-hmm. then he's like, but I will murder you, <laughs> you know? And then just a fun fact about his voice. It's apparently based on HAL 9000 from 2001 Space Odyssey. Wow. It's based on that with the vocal cadence of writer Truman Capote. I think Capote. that's how you say, Capote. say his last Capote. name. Capote. Capote. Yeah, sure. Capote. I don't know. Whatever. Um, so, yeah. Um, I don't know how much you want to talk about the other people. <laughs> Who else do you have? I mean, like, there's Jack Crawford, like the... The other guy, the he's the what is he called? Their <laughs> boss. Yeah, the yeah FBI, like yeah. The FBI yeah. I mean, he's kind of like her mentor in some ways. Yeah. I mean, I guess actually, no. I think that whatever his face would be more of a mentor. Mm-hmm. But he's like the actual like her boss. He's yeah. Like, you should come do that. I mean, not like a mentor. <laughs> I think he is a mentor to her because there's a whole thing where it's like Jack Crawford kind of favors her like people make comments about how he picks her out and helps her get ahead mm-hmm. and he like takes her on this case with her and is like you know mm-hmm. um i also have fun facts for him okay <laughs> again not very this one's really not fun actually um <laughs> uh but first uh gene hackman was cast but he was too scared to play the role because he found it too violent once again i don't know what's happening um, and then Scott Glenn was cast. And apparently in preparation for the role, he got a tour of the Quantico facility. Mm-hmm. Um, and then while he was there, they played him an audio tape containing various recordings that serial killers Lawrence Bittaker and Roy Norris had made of themselves raping and torturing a 16-year-old girl. <laughs> and he apparently wept during the recording and it changed his liberal stance on the death penalty. But uh, that's pretty, like... That's so fucked up. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> no, but, like, like the fact that that exists no, yeah. is of itself. But the, the FBI is like, oh, you want to have a tour? And they're like, hey, you want to check this out? Like, I feel like that's yeah. so disrespectful to the victims. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know? What the heck? A-cap, guys. <laughs> I know. I read that and I was like, what? <laughs> Quantico loves just training actors, don't they? Yeah. Pedro Pascal also said they went for that for Narcos. They went to Quantico. Well, and then they... Any branch of, like, the U.S. Yeah. Military. I know, but they're just, and like, they, traumatizing like, these people. Yeah, and then people. they brought them to a, a fake drug buying session. Oh, yeah. And, and, like, the point of it was that they were going to get shot or whatever. Yeah, they're like, yeah. if you go in the house, you get shot with blanks. Yeah. I mean, it's all, like... Not to give, but it's all their part part of their propaganda. Yeah, yeah. right. Because they they want celebrities and big actors and movies to show them as important, so they yeah. bring them and they're like, "Look at the terrible people we're capturing, like these, yeah. you know, yeah. ra- guys that raped a sixteen year old girl, and like yeah. look at this drug bust." And they want to portray themselves as these giant heroes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like well, uh, so it's like I get why they do it, but it's also like it's kind of it's really messed up. Boring. I read that and I was like, "That is." Pedro Pascal said he was scared. He's like, I don't want to go to Quantico. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to go to Quantico. 
Well, of the things that we've like, read about what happens if you go to Quantico, don't want to like, go. Do we have to? And the other guy was like, "Yeah, let's go." And then he got shot. <laughs> yeah. And then he got shot with flanks. Pedro Pascal was like, "I don't want to be embarrassed." <laughs> Anyways, um, so that's not a fun fact, but a fact. Yeah, it's that's crazy. not fun. Um, crazy. But yeah, I mean, he's just yeah, he's a mentor, but like. He, I feel like I forget he's in the movie sometimes. You know, like it's really... You know, there's him, there's also Dr. Chilton. Yes. Doctor? Mr.? Yeah, Dr. <laughs> Frederick Chilton, yeah. Yeah, um, and, and uh, I don't know. Not that they're the same person, obviously. They're very different. Yeah. But I'm always like, oh, these two men are kind of mm-hmm. on my same wavelength of caring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like, I just, yeah, they're fine. I feel that. I mean, and then there's Buffalo Bill. What about Dr. Chilton? He's just kind of like also sort of a, yeah. an antagonist too in some ways. Mm-hmm. Because he's also kind of like objectifying her and then playing with the Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. You know? like Yeah. Well, he like purposely fucked up that deal. Like he recorded her even though because she wanted the sessions to be private. Yeah. And he taped her and then deliberately involved himself in the app investigation he sucks mm-hmm. yeah probably maybe, Suck. maybe like i mean buffalo maybe sucks worse this guy than... sucks a lot you <laughs> well, know why yeah. he sucks a lot because he thinks he's a good guy yeah yeah that's the thing is that again this this messes with your morals because you're like here's some murders but here's just some assholes that are also really bad <laughs> well you know what who's he worse? very well will probably be eaten yeah so for sure <laughs> for yeah. sure he's dead and then yeah buffalo bill and then also there's Catherine. Who gets captured? Oh, yes. he has like who? <laughs> who? Um, I mean, there's them, but I mean, uh, I mean, she's she's a a fighter, you know. He is not having any of it. She's not. She's like, I will leave. <laughs> Jodie Foster I like when comes I'm, to save yeah. her, and she's like, oh, I'll be right back, and she goes, No, Come you back, bitch. bitch. <laughs> I like when she's like. I mean, it's bad, but, like, she's like, I'm gonna fucking kill your dog. Yeah. yeah. I don't like to get back at him. Yeah. And, and also, she leaves with the dog, and I'm like, is this your new dog? <laughs> yeah, why? They trauma she... bonded together. <laughs> she's like, I will kill you, and now you are And now you are mine. It's like the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, fine. Let, let's, uh... <laughs> You yeah, want sure nine. nine. I think also the nine? acting is probably something to talk about, which yeah. we sort of touched on. They both won Oscars. Yeah. And they're both pretty good in the roles. Yeah. Which means we move on to round three, visual volume scoring based on visual elements such as cinematography, production design, and costuming. This is finally where we can talk about the shots. Mm-hmm. We kind mm-hmm. of already did a little bit. Yeah. But <laughs> but we'll go we'll go deeper. Um, I think that it's a pretty interesting cinematography. Mm-hmm. So maybe like a another nine maybe like an 8.5 i don't know so an 8.5 i started at a nine but again i don't know yeah so we'll give it's it an 8.5 nine sure sure i mean i'll go with the not as fun stuff because the biggest thing here is like the um straight on camera filming whatever yeah so i'll do other stuff first and then we'll get to that later <laughs> yeah they filmed in pittsburgh and west virginia uh apparently for what is rare the fbi actually allowed some scenes to be filmed in the fbi academy in quantico so again, they were like, "Ah, come on down." Monaco. Apparently, that didn't happen. At least at the time, that didn't happen very often. So it was wild that they were actually able to go film there. Well, you um, think and also, also some of the FBI might... members even acted in some parts in the background. These people not busy. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "We're doing training. Why don't we do training while 
being in the background. Sure. It's <laughs> yeah. the 90s. They're like, the serial killer craze is over. What do you want us yeah, to do? Yeah, literally everyone's fine. Where anyway. is Quantico? I don't know. Virginia. There you go. Is it, uh, what do they do there? I don't know. That's training? training facility. <laughs> that's it's literally like... what it is. Well, that's what I'm asking. Well, they probably like they probably like have like drills outside. They probably have stuff. Yeah, they probably have like places to go pretend to do drug busts. Yeah, (laughs) places to I don't know. Yeah, it's like they they take classes. Like they they go to class. Like there's actually a TV show called Quantico. Yeah, um, with uh, Priyanka Chopra. Jonas. Yeah, yeah. She's a leader. But yeah, that's that's what the whole show is, is about them training FBI agents. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it's just training. It's just academy. I just wanted to know what they do there. If they do, you know, is it just CIA? Is it it's CIA's a, different than the a FBI, town. right? It's like a, a town. It's considered a town like it's a town and then the Quantico is the academy. Mm. Um, but like this is from 2010, but the population was 480 people. So it's really just to serve the FBI. They've just built kind of around this area. It's like UBC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. <laughs> but yeah, we'll talk about the shots. Yeah, I think... Because they're interesting. Because, <laughs> well, yeah, you watch this movie and, like, so many of the shots are straight on, like, close-ups almost. Yeah. Which I thought, oh, it must just be because, you know trying to make you feel uneasy but i swear that this director does it in other movies too mm. he does right yeah. and isn't that weird yeah because i was watching philadelphia which i wrote an essay on for a queer cinema class and mm-hmm. i was like they're doing the same thing but i feel like this movie is not supposed to be as spooky yeah you know yeah it's like a courtroom drama type thing you know so um, i was like what's this about i was actually on his wikipedia page but he says he does it because he wants it to put the viewer into the character's shoe. Like, that's why he does it. Mm. Yeah. It is but, a little bit jarring. But he does use it in a lot of his films. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. I like when people do stuff like that. Because, like, when we were in film school, we were kind of taught, this is how you film things. I mean, obviously, they just kind of teach you the basics. So you can start there and then move forward. Mm-hmm. But at some point, it kind of feels like, oh, I can't break these certain types of rules. Yeah. Like, if I have an over-the-shoulder... You know, I've got to see that shoulder. Yeah. I've got to see the side of their face, the other mm-hmm. character. Yeah. But, like, I you think... can push in a little bit. I think that, like, that's something, like, the Coen brothers do. Is they kind of go, like, but we're kind of taught a little bit, like, more. I mean, I get it. <laughs> it's because we don't know how to do yeah. basics. Yeah. I know. You know? <laughs> but then there's, there's, like, a part, I guess you have to learn those basics and then you can break those rules. It's like the axis. Yeah. yeah. You can break the axis. But sometimes it is jarring. Yeah. And sometimes it's no fun. Yeah. And I think it's more like, yes, you broke the axis. Did you just break it because you didn't know what you were doing? Yeah. Or did, did you, you break the axis intentionally? Yeah. And uh, for a lot of our films, it was because people didn't know what they were doing. So it's always kind of interesting when you see kind of people just doing shots like that. Yeah. Because you're like, this is jarring, this is weird, but I think that that's kind of the point. Because mm-hmm. also, you know, it's filmmaking. There shouldn't really be rules. Obviously, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. But it's like Stanley Kubrick doing a straight on shot. It's like they're weird. Yeah. Not a lot of people do them. Yeah. But they do. Especially when it's really symmetrical. Yeah. Because yeah. it makes you feel like just odd. Like that's just not how things usually are in real life. Yeah. So you're like, oh, this feels very man-made. Yeah. Or like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So it's always kind of interesting to see those kind of shots. Yeah. Also just like the freak, like frequency, uh, like how often they use it. Like it's a lot of the movie. It's a lot of the movie, yeah. <laughs> and like I, I mean, 
if he does it for all of his movies, like, I feel like this one definitely makes the most sense for him to be using that. Yeah. Because this one, like, I mean, it being, like, a horror mm-hmm. makes it makes more sense that it's like, okay, let's use these shots that make you super uncomfortable. And you're doing it with a character specifically that's already, a mer- like, a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. You know? Then it's like, if you do that with, like, a normal character, you're like, okay, this is weird. But, like, you're just looking at a normal person. But yeah. then when you add the other layer of, like, oh, but he's, like, not blinking. And, like, <laughs> is really scary looking. Yeah. And is talking about eating people. You're like, mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, that is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I think it does its job of, like, it does make you feel uncomfortable. Of like, oh, yeah. this. Imagine if, like, you were in. You're, like, there. It's like, you're there. He's talking to you. Yeah. And you're like, that's really scary. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I guess it works. I don't know if I can think of many other examples of people who use this technique. I think just because it is, it feels very stylistic. Like mm-hmm. It feels like, it, I don't know if it takes you out, but it's something that you notice. Yeah. That you'd be like, oh, this is an odd shot. Yeah. You I know? feel like you can't watch this movie and not be like, why? I, I, even if you don't know what it is that makes you feel uneasy. Yeah. I feel like if you like if you didn't know anything about the shots, you weren't paying attention. I feel like you probably can't watch this movie and not be like, something's weird every time this happens. Yeah, something's off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I mean, I think it works. Yeah, because it I, it does do the job of making you very uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and yeah, kind of sympathize with her more, and be like, oh, he's really scary. <laughs> There's also the night vision scene, which is another oh, yeah. kind of famous part of this movie, um, which is again like POV. So yeah. again, they're playing with this. It's the same kind of like, it's kind of reversing it actually, because <laughs> like all of the really straight on stuff of him looking at you, is kind of like in her shoes. But they do still do a they reverse do a reverse on her. But like the more uncomfortable stuff is when it's on looking at him. Well, I think that's mostly because he's a more uncomfortable well, character. Yeah. But then like the POV of the night vision. Yeah. It's in like okay, like that's more like we're just gonna go horror leaning that part is kind of yeah. spooky. You know? I mean, what would you do in that situation? I would stay in one spot. I would not start walking around. We were talking about this. Do you remember when... Yeah, we were watching it, and I went, why would you start no. walking? No, do you remember when we were, ta- we were talking about how we had that one class uh, where we were doing that film thing, where we had legit film, and we had to develop it in oh, dark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were standing in this really dark room for, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. Because you couldn't have any light hit it, because it had to develop. Yeah, you had to put the film in the chemical, and then in a different chemical, and then rinse it, and then blah, 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 and then sit in the dark and let it develop, and then put it in the thing. And it was, like, just us standing literally in the dark, hearing, like, sw- like yeah. water noises for, like... 20 minutes um and i (laughs) didn't really like it i was like i don't it's so weird to be in such complete darkness yeah standing somewhere and like with around other people like you do it when you're asleep but then yeah like this is like you can't have any light like you couldn't even if you wanted to like look at your phone you can't do that yeah it's kind of scary and then we're like well what if someone got murdered you'd never know who it was (laughs) and i was like i think you'd know who it was you don't necessarily know that what if they like do a stealth kill, choke them out? No blood. You'd probably hear them choke someone choking someone out. Yeah, but how would you know when the lights come back on who did that? I don't know. Whoever looks tired, out of breath, not that they're choking, you know. 
Take a lot of energy to choke someone out. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's one of those whodunit things. Whodunit. But anyways, like, yeah, you, and also and when you're in a room at night, usually there's a little bit of light through the window. Mm-hmm. So that was just, like, one of those things where it was completely dark. Yeah. And we couldn't do anything about it. Because even if you, like, got nervous and wanted to leave. Yeah, you couldn't. I mean, I'm sure you <laughs> could. Yeah. If you started having, like, a panic attack. Yeah. But you couldn't really leave. Yeah. And so it's like it's... I was also like, why are we standing here? Why can't we at least sit in the dark? Yes. So I was like, they're like, okay, stand here. And I was like, okay. And then five minutes. And I was like, I don't want to stand anymore. Mm-hmm. You know. So just kind of being in the dark is already disorienting. Yeah. Um. So to do that while someone's potentially about to murder you. Yeah. I'd probably pass out. You just pass out? I don't know. I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably try to refrain from moving too I much. I mean, yeah, I would for sure just stay, like, I'd, if, if the lights went out right now, I'd probably go against a wall. Yeah. Like, if you, if the lights <laughs> went out and you were in the middle of a room, yeah, like, right in the middle of a room, yeah. I feel like the the move is you go to a wall mm-hmm. that you know, because, I mean, if the lights went out, you kind of know at least the layout of that room. Mm-hmm. So you'd know probably, like, oh, there's a wall to my left or something. Mm-hmm. I'd probably go to that wall, plant myself there. Mm-hmm. Then you at least know there's nothing behind you because it's a wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just have to deal with in front of you. I mean, she think she also has been trained for this. Well, yeah, but still, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. I feel like moving around in the dark is probably not the move. I mean, it worked out, but like, yeah, not the move. Scary. But yeah, that's a famous scene. I feel like I saw that scene before watching this movie and I didn't realize it was from this movie. And then I was like, oh. It's from this movie. <laughs> I don't Fun. think I've ever seen that scene before this movie, but it's kind of gross when he strings the guy up in the. Oh yeah, in the. Visual. What is that room? A gym. It looks like get a gym. It either. No, but it's, it's not like a, a gym. It looks it's like, like a, a museum. Aren't they in like a a courthouse? Yeah, and they just, but it's just such a big a room. It sounds kind of old. It was on the wiki. I just read it. But it was like it's like a giant, just open room. Yeah, with, the with like nothing cage. in it. He, yeah. yeah, it's in a courthouse. Um, it was a cell. That was just a cell where they would hold mm. people before they went to their trial. Like if they in were a giant room like that. Though? Yeah, because it would probably keep more than one. It was like a jail cell, basically. Oh, so, so they would probably have multiple people in there, or mm. you know. But it was where it was a holding cell before their trials and stuff. Mm. Yeah. And then the like whole face thing on the t- using his face. Yeah. Do you see that coming? Do you no. Think? Yeah, I think think we need that. No, it's always fun when they yeah. kind of manage to trick you and you go, wow. Yeah. And then you watch it back. And you're, you're like, like wow, wow, so obvious. Just, yeah, it's so obvious. <laughs> but it wasn't the first. Time. No, no, no. Did you see that coming? No. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? No, no, yeah. that was freaky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because also you're watching it. I remember we were watching it. I already knew that that guy was Hannibal Lecter, but I was like... Mm-hmm. I wonder if McKenna could see that this is Hannibal Lecter. Is she like, everybody's just got this, you know, they care about Doug so much. I don't know his name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're so concerned. They're like, oh, he's alive. Yeah. And then it's like, no, he dead. Yeah. He on the elevator. <laughs> yeah. That's also good. Like that, that whole sequence where it's like, oh, he's, he's on the elevator. And then they all freak out. And it's like, no, yeah. he's gone. Mm-hmm. That's also good blood dripping down from the elevator yeah i was telling you i don't want to be the guy who has to yeah poke that up yeah it's gross yeah <laughs> it's pretty mastermind thing huh oh the plan yeah, yeah. it's like what are you talking about <laughs> i mean he must have had because he had to first of all 
first of all, I feel like that would take time. Let's start with this. He <laughs> killed the man. Yeah. Well, he killed both of them. No. He had to kill Yeah, he Ray. killed both of them. Killed both of them. One of them he had to like string up on the cell yeah with like a flag or something yeah the other one he also like disemboweled him or whatever yeah <laughs> like the other one he did like a to... like an eagle thing well yeah. that's what i'm saying like <laughs> they have him under like maximum 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 security yeah at the institution and then they're like it's okay just throw him in this jail cell <laughs> With two old guys watching over him. It'll He'll be, be fine. fine. Everything's fine. And then they go up and they're surprised. Yeah, they're like, oh. <laughs> they're like, oh they're my dead. god. He, it's like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I just feel like in that time he had to skin the man's face off, gut yeah. the other guy, string him up, yeah. change clothes, throw this guy in the elevator shaft. He's a professional. And then yeah. come back and lie on the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What do you think the order of events is? Oh, okay. You know? Do you think it's... Okay, he kills the first guy. Yep. Uh, the other guy's crawling away or whatever because he injures him. Sure. Kills that guy. Yep. Probably takes off the face right then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Puts the face aside. Goes out. Throws him in the elevator shaft. Okay? Dealt with. Change clothes first. Oh, yeah. Change clothes. Strip him, put your clothes on him, you I get those clothes. I think putting clothes on a dead person... Would be very difficult. I yes. agree. <laughs> putting a t-shirt on someone who's dead? Yeah. I just want to see that It's hard scene. enough to put jeans on myself. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it's hard enough to put your own jeans on. Yeah. I don't know if they were wearing jeans, but even just pants. You think they swapped underwear? No. <laughs> Why would you do that? He's a psychopath. Why would you swap underwear? I don't know. They they go ah, what? Like, Bill, look at the yeah, underwear. Yeah. Of, of they go, Doug, they go, oh no, Doug. I don't know if his name's and Doug. It says H Lester <laughs> on it. And they're like, hmm, suspicious. <laughs> they're like, oh no, Doug. But we gotta check that he's actually Doug. Check his underwear. <laughs> H Lester. <laughs> Lester? Lecter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lecter. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he changed underwear. Okay. They walk in and he's putting on this guy's underwear and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he's got the face they're on not even already. Mad. They're not even mad that he killed them. They're like, what are you doing? Yes. You didn't have to go that far. I just feel like you. You. they must have screamed. Yeah. He did scream. Yeah. Nobody heard it? They're like, that's just the sounds of this courthouse. (laughs) (laughs) We have have just tracks of screaming people over the intercom every time, all day. Yeah. Just to keep it interesting. There's like 80 people with guns on the first floor. Yeah. (laughs) But up on on five. Yeah, there's like two guys just chilling. Two 80-year-old men. (laughs) Giving him some steak. Yeah. And that one, um, that one, the cop... (laughs) He was like, he was real into saving Doug, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's something there. He was like, don't worry. He's like, Doug, it's okay. Or whatever his name. (laughs) His name's definitely not Doug. Greg. (laughs) I don't know. But it's like, I will find out who this. One of those names is Jim. So yeah, that that guy was like trying to save Doug. Yeah. Like a look. Yeah. I don't know what his name is. I don't either. We're going to go with Doug. <laughs> they don't have any first names in the IMDb. It's mm. like So it's Doug. 
Yeah, he definitely... It's Doug, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll... You'll play the clip of him being... Of him, of him talking about what his name... If I can find it, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll put yeah. it in the clip of okay. him. He's alive. Get a hold of him where you can feel his hands, huh? Talk to him. What do I say? It's Jim Pimmer now. Talk to him, damn it. Lecter's missing and armed. Pember, can you hear me? He took Boyle's gun. Pember got off one round. There's a chance Lecter was hit. Keep breathing in and out. That's it. You're doing a good job. Oh, you, you look real good there. Wow, it was Doug. Yeah. <laughs> it is quite the murder scene. Yeah. And quite um. the plot. It's also like like the autopsy scene. Mm-hmm. So awkward to film. I mean, so, like, An autopsy? well, because sometimes they get like a just a re- like a replica body, you know. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes they would just use someone. I think for I think I read something that in one of the scenes there's like a cadaver. No, I mean like like someone just to play oh. lying there. And uh, they, no, they don't get an actual dead body. Like, what? what? That's not right. That would be no. gross. That would be the worst. Um, get these actors to poke. No, around. but like if you were the person that's playing the dead yeah, body, yeah, they usually have the actors. So awkward. Language. Apparently, in in one part, you can see. I think it might be in that scene. Apparently, she opens her eyes or something. You can see her be like, <laughs> nice. I don't know. She's like cut. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Um, but that'd be so awkward. But that's beside the point. Did she, she actually swallow a moth then? I don't know. I don't Sometimes know. Sometimes they'll have, like, they'll do a wax head. Like, yeah. They'll do a yeah. head. Mm-hmm. So they would have used that for, like, the moth thing. Yeah, they didn't But they're actually... not going to do a whole body. So they're like, just fucking lay there for the wide. It's isn't fine. Isn't this yeah. body also, like, dead, though? Like, like, like... What? Isn't it, like... De- it was laying in water. Decomposed? Yeah. 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 So why would they need a real person for that? I don't know if it was that scene specifically. That's just the only scene that I can... I read something about that you do see a body's eyes move at some point. That's the only point that I can think that that would happen. It's Maybe Doug. it was Doug. It was Doug. <laughs> it was Doug. <laughs> Which means it's really Hannibal. Yeah. Oh. Is there anything else visually? What's your, what's a favorite visual scene in this movie? I kind of like that murder scene in the courthouse. I was always excited to get to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Watching I do it again. condone violence. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Elsa's just been condoning violence a lot lately. Well, you gotta watch out for her. Maybe my bruises are from something. <laughs> no! <laughs> um, it's a joke. Right. And then, of the, It started with the Last of Us trailer with the punch scene. Yeah. And then everyone was like, I do condone violence. And now it's just a movie. Sometimes it's a little bit attractive. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying! But anyways, anyways. But, the Punisher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We condone violence. <laughs> but um, I like that scene. I don't know if I would say visually. I think that the whole thing with the lamb thing, that whole speech is also mm-hmm. kind of pretty. Yeah. Just because the room is kind of, you know, interesting looking. Mm-hmm. And then I think just set design wise, like that, the whole, like, original it... cell like hall yeah that yeah and yeah. like the glass or like plexiglass whatever yeah like yeah that's kind of interesting kind of iconic when you get to that scene and you see him standing there and you're like oh yeah but it's just a man it's also like um the like drawer thing yeah it's kind of like i don't know i feel like when i first watched it i was like i feel like there's gotta be a scene in this where like i don't know whenever there's a drawer like that, I feel like you expect that someone's gonna put their hand in and then they're gonna like slam it. Yeah, I know. I always get suspicious. So <laughs> but like, don't you? You see something because they cut. do so many like specific shots of like it opening. 
Yeah. And then like putting something in, pushing it, and then and then like it doesn't pay off. But like that kind of thing, it's like, oh, you know they they know that you're gonna think that, you know? Yeah. And then they don't do it. But they could have. Yeah, they could have. <laughs> I was like, for sure they're gonna do that, and then they didn't. But you know, stuff like that. They make it seem more th- they make him seem more threatening than he is, you know? Like that sort of stuff. It's like, oh, you expect that something like that's gonna happen, he's gonna be violent, and then he's not until the end. But you know? Yeah. Stuff like that where he's just like kinda talking. He's just kind of normal, you know, as normal as he could be. I don't know if normal's the right word. Normal for him, you know? No. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) He's not, like, about to murder you. He's just talking. Sure. But in a creepy way, you know? Yeah. But you expect him to, like, have an outburst or something, and he doesn't. Right. But your mind goes, ah, he could slam that door. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I always think that, too. Yeah. I'm like, I would grab these things very quickly. Yeah, I thought your fingers were done. Yeah. But I guess We all thought it's, like your hand that thing's not that small so if you put your hand in there and it well, went it forward cut off your hand but like no i just don't think that your fingers will get caught because i think your hand would fall out before it gets yeah but it could also be like he would do it to like spook her yeah, yeah. even just like i'll pull it a bit and it's like, like yeah that would hurt a lot <laughs> you're like even the thought of it i don't like it no. <laughs> that'd be something that chelsea would for sure shut her eyes yeah skin a man i don't care <laughs> Slam his fingers in a drawer. I'll Done. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you wanna? What do you wanna give it then? I'll go for nine. Sure. Two nines. Sure. Just for the stylistic. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> sure. I love a good rule breaker. Yeah. Okay. Uh. So we'll move on to round four: editing, enumeration, scoring based on editing, music, and sound design. This feels like the kind of movie that's <clears throat> probably edited really well, and I just don't know. Yeah. Did this get nominated for editing? Yeah. Did it win? No. Okay. <laughs> you know, it just yeah. like like I don't know why. I just feel like when it comes to stuff that's tense like this, also you mm-hmm. have to work with pacing and yeah, that's kind of interesting too. But... I feel like also this movie does flow kind of well. Yeah, do you like, think it's not too long? It doesn't feel that long. I don't know. I certainly going into it was like, man, this movie's probably like two and a half hours. Yeah, and then it was it's only like two, two, and I was like, what? I also feel like we were watching it and I expected stuff to happen a lot later and then it was like halfway through the movie and I was like, oh, we're already here. You know what's interesting about this movie? I watched the entire thing without really going on my phone, even though I've already seen it. Yeah, you were also leaning, leaning forward, forward for like most whole, of it. Like <laughs> at least the first hour, like 15, you were fully leaning forward and then at like an hour, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you have been <laughs> leaning forward this whole whole time and it looked so uncomfortable i don't know i was just uh, that was where i wanted to be at the time <laughs> you're like what yeah music yeah. wise don't remember it i don't either <laughs> i do oh what? i was just like this Wham. is so orchestral oh, oh it is because yeah. it's, uh, it's the guy yeah. that did i don't know if he did lord of the rings but i know he Howard did the Shore. Hobbit. oh yeah like that. but i was just listening and i'm like it's very because like usually it is it's very like stringy and plucky for like horror movies like very yeah. like or screechy. like yeah. and it was very like i was like there's a whole orchestra yeah <laughs> and it kind of worked but i also thought it didn't quite fit i feel like it works for some like in some parts but like yeah like but like when he like breaks out of the jail like and does all that i'm like this music doesn't seem quite right like it's very bold Mm. but it just felt a little too majestic at some points for me personally yeah i love a good orchestra score but i think it's also because i was just like i'm so used to what a thriller score should be Mm -hmm. Mm. 
But. Yeah. I also wonder, like, because I don't think they use it when it gets to, like, the Buffalo Bill stuff. I don't think. I'm trying to remember. But it's almost like if they're using it for, like, everything else then, it's almost, like, kind of solidifying, like, oh, he's on their side, you know? Because then it's like, oh, here's the actual bad guy. Let's have, like, more, like, normal mm. kind of, like, horror-sounding stuff. But then when he's, like, escaping, it's like, oh, but it's it's a, it's it's cool. He's escaping, you know? <laughs> he's yeah. on their side still, but not. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. also did the score for Seven, which is interesting because mm. I think they're similar films. Yeah. I feel like I... I don't know if I really thought that it was too orchestral. I mean, I definitely forgot about it until you just said that. <laughs> oh, yeah, but even when we were watching it, I was like, I can hear it, but I don't know if... I, I guess I just didn't really think about what kind of music should be there. Yeah. You know? Like, I just felt I was like, yes, it's fine. This is mm-hmm. good. I guess it would really alter the mood. Yeah. Maybe because he's such a grand person, it makes sense to put him more grand score with it Mm -hmm. you know yeah i mean it also like he he is pretty smart maybe Mm -hmm. like oh makes you feel like he's even smarter (laughs) i don't know yeah if just like he's being accompanied by this grand orchestra it's like oh wow maybe he maybe he will help he's a good guy maybe you know i don't know yeah maybe there's some some musical psychology happening there i don't know maybe maybe It kind of feels like something that, like, John Williams does. He'll do a lot of different types of movies, but with a more orchestral score. Like, Steven Spielberg stuff, like Jaws or E.T. even, which are maybe more science fiction or horror type movies, but have very orchestral scores. Yeah. Even, like, Star Wars, which you'd think, I mean, it's it's a fantasy movie, but you could kind of think of, like, science fiction-y, you know, you know there's big arguments for that. Mm-hmm. But it's still, like, a very grand orchestral score. Yeah. And it kind of works and all those different it, it does definitely gives it more of like um an individual feel i feel like mm-hmm. so i don't know maybe it's a good thing yeah maybe it actually is you know mm-hmm. trying to i don't know make you remember it yeah. which i don't <laughs> yeah but still did we give an initial score i don't think we did maybe like an 8.5 yeah sure i mean we just kind of started talking instead of yeah. giving an initial i don't know trying to think if there's anything else i mean yeah i do think like editing good <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i mean there's a lot of really long shots like holding on long shots because again it's like the straight on mm-hmm. so it holds on him for a long time and then it'll reverse hold on her for a long time mm-hmm. but i think it's all good i feel like it feels it's it feels awkwardly natural (laughs) you know (laughs) it's awkward like the shots and it it holding for so long is awkward but it works Uh somehow i don't know so there's got to be something good there with that (laughs) so i don't know i know is there anything else to talk about i mean yeah the music is orchestral but i did i don't remember it (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of my my bar for the music thing is if you remember it or not? It's like, if it, if I think it works with the movie, there's a point. If I remember it, extra points. You know? I suppose so, yeah. It's kind of hard. Not a lot of movies have, like, crazy memorable scores. Yeah. Because some of them have good scores. Like, when you watch it, you go, this is a good score. And it works for this movie. But then, like... Did this get nominated? It. For score? Uh, no. No. Mm. No, that might be it. Sometimes this round doesn't have very much. <laughs> yeah, it really depends on the movie. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right, fine. What do you want to give it then? I might give it the eight. I don't know. 
I do think the ending's good, but I don't know. My heart says eight for some reason. I'll also go with an eight. Okay. Which means we'll move on to round five, societal sum, scoring based on the impact the film has on society and the industry. I mean, it won a lot of Oscars. Mm-hmm. Pretty mm-hmm. influential film. Mm-hmm. It spawned a television show later on. I think another one, too. Isn't there two? I don't Possibly, know Possibly there's many movies yeah. in this series. There's like two prequels and then prequels. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hannibal <clears throat> Rising, mm-hmm. which is like his origin story. Mm-hmm. There's another one, and then there's a sequel, which is actually based on the book, so it's like part of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and Julianne Moore plays Clarice in it, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a, an eight point five. I too said that. Yeah, right? I but know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so the film grossed $131 million in the United States and Canada with, and a worldwide gross of $273 million. I don't don't know why I didn't write down what the budget was, but it did like really well. I don't think it was the, 19 There you go. Pretty well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it did like, has like a 95 on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, obviously, it was praised for the performances of Hopkins and Foster. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, yes. It won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best Adapt- Adapted Screenplay, mm-hmm. making it the third film in history to accomplish the feat of winning the top like five awards. I was going to say those are like the big yeah. awards. So the other two that did it was uh, It Happened One Night in 1934 and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest in 1975. I've never seen that movie. I haven't either. I've heard it's pretty good. Yeah. And then it was also nominated for Best Sound, Best Sound, not Music, and Best Editing. Um, so yeah, it did win all the big ones. <laughs> yeah. I guess except for editing, but sometimes people don't count that as a big one. <laughs> I so, mean, yeah, I think I'll your go. biggest ones would be like screenplay director, picture, mm-hmm. then your two Actors. main actor, actress. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's on like so many lists of like greatest films scariest on like the 100 scariest movies movie moments for the escape scene um mm. greatest film villain for hannibal lecter i'm telling you i, I think he's partly <laughs> yeah. antagonist partly not um i don't know clarice as the sixth greatest film hero of all time this is uh, according to the american film institute Mm. On the AFI's 100 Years list, it has it on as number 65 on its 100 Years, 100 Movies, number 5 on its 100 Thrills list. Uh, for Heroes and Villains, Clarice is number 6, Hannibal's number 1, and Buffalo Bill was a nominated villain. 100 Movie Quotes, there's the classic one that you said earlier that's number 21. The Fava Beans? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's on a ton of lists. It is pretty iconic. Mm-hmm. It won a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this one's always hard sometimes. What For the ones it? that are, like, important and are pretty iconic, but, like, that's it. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel it's like... It spawned a bunch of other stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's eight and a half fun. Is that too low? I don't know. No. I don't. Seems kind of right. I mean, like, if we compare it to the things we've given, like, tens to. Yeah. Those are, like, crazy franchises, like Star Wars, mm-hmm. that, you know, have gone even on to now. Mm-hmm. This is, like, a movie that's classic and is good. Mm-hmm. But. 
has also spawned stuff. Yeah. That's still going. But not in the same way. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like an 8.5 is pretty good. Sure. We'll give it two 8.5s. Okay. Okay. Which means that we'll move on to the bonus best friend. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> so a film can get a bonus point. We agree on it being the best film in the category presented, and it can, and it can win up to three points. That was so good. Okay, <laughs> you um, can go. Just keep it. I don't care. <laughs> this is already chaotic enough. <laughs> All right. First question: the best FBI thriller that made you think of signing up. Mm. All right, we got Silence oh, of the Lambs. Chelsea's so excited. Yeah. Seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Sicario, which I don't know if you guys have seen, but I no. love Sicario. I haven't seen Sicario. What? With Emily Blunt? I haven't seen John Sicario. Bernthal? You're like, I am John. Benicio? <clears throat> what happens in Sicario? Um, she's an FBI agent. That's one that I've heard of. Who gets, like... like, enlisted to help on a DEA mm. drug bust. Mm. Um, but she gets super involved, and, like, she's working with this guy who kind of is morally gray, and she gets tangled up in all this shit. It's, I think it's a good movie. I quite yeah. enjoy it. I rewatched it recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. didn't that one win Oscars? Mm-hmm. Maybe. It's <laughs> a... <laughs> I feel like that movie, I get mixed up with Zero Dark Thirty. Zero Dark Thirty won Oscars. <laughs> yeah, and I don't really know what either of them are about. <laughs> it received three nominations. It didn't win mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll talk about Seven and Silence of the Lambs. Seven is a Fincher movie. Yeah. You know me and Fincher movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was fine. I remember watching that movie. Yeah. Um, And the head thing was kind of weird. Didn't really like that part. <laughs> I feel like it was really long. That movie is really long. Isn't it like two, four, thirty, four? One twenty-seven, so it's just over two hours. Minutes. <laughs> I don't know why. It was like, what? No way. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Like, it's only eight minutes longer than Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Oh. What? Well, then it feels <laughs> no like way. a long time. <laughs> to be fair, I haven't seen that movie in forever. We watched it, too. We, you yeah. guys watched it together. I'd seen it before oh, okay. that. Yeah, we she's watched always it at the, going places. I know. She was, when we lived at the Lonsdale house, Elsa was never home. No. She's, like, she's Arrival. Like Don't know what that movie is. I wanted to see Arrival. I still Arrival. I'd rewatch Arrival. Remember when I want to watch like, Arrival. Remember when you were, like, you watched Pirates of the Caribbean without me? And I'm like, Pardon? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't aware we ever had plans to watch Pirates of the Caribbean together. So it's more so sometimes you're like, oh yeah, we watched that, and I'm like, ah, oh, missed it. Oh, you missed Sad. out on us watching like Artemis Fowl. That oh, well, bad. that I was okay about. Uh, we kind of watched quite a few bad movies together. Yeah. <laughs> Our letterbox shows is like the same movie. <laughs> it's like, oh, they both watched this garbage movie yeah. and both did not enjoy it, but probably had a good time. Anyways. Well, it depends on them. Artemis Fowl. No, no, no. <laughs> but which one made you want to become an FBI agent more? Oh, uh, well, I think the talking to a serial killer might actually be kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, I watch Mindhunter, and I'm like, this is kind of fun. <laughs> like, no, but a really well done show. Yeah, but you I might like like it. I've seen. I mean, it's fine. Like, I do remember watching it, and I thought it was pretty good. Um, but it's just, I don't know. Sometimes I just don't want to finish things. Like, this isn't my genre, you know? Yeah. It's it just... is good, though. But I did wa- I watched, like, quite a bit of it with you guys. Like, at least mm-hmm. four episodes. Mm-hmm. I just feel like uh, Signs of the Lambs is probably a movie that seems, like, also maybe less dangerous. I mean, you're still doing serial killers. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in Seven, it was, like, <clears throat> kind of scary. 
gritty. Yeah, it's also a lot more like, I mean, I guess it depends. I mean, either way, you'd be seeing like gruesome stuff. But yeah. like Seven was like specifically like, this is pretty gruesome. They're also like in Seven active. I guess they are. They're hunting Buffalo Bill. Yeah. But Seven, they're almost more in the heat of the investigation. Yeah, they're more like, yeah. I'd probably give it Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Also mm. might help, but it's a female protagonist. She's yeah. trying to well, that's why I put Bruce Sicario in, but you guys haven't seen it. I'm sorry. We were talking about that movie the other day. What? We were talking about it because we were like, what does the word Sicario mean? Because we were watching Narcos, and I was like, I think it's like a hitman. Mm-hmm. I think it is Spanish. Yeah, it's like for, for an assassin. But we were like, that's one of those words that I know exists, but I don't really think I know what it means. Mm-hmm. But I did know what it meant. Alright. Next question. I don't know how much Hannibal content you guys have, you know, consumed. But the most interesting Hannibal portrayal, and I'll kind of walk you through them. So okay. we've got mm-hmm. Anthony Hawkins, obviously, Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. You've seen it. You know what he's like. Mm-hmm. Mads Mikkelsen, or The Rock, um, as <laughs> you asked Chelsea. They look the same <laughs> in that one not. photo. Um, the one photo. But this no. is, people actually argue whether Anthony Hopkins or Mad Mickelson are the best. Yeah. Um, he plays him. He's an active, like, he was working as a psychiatrist. He's not caught. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still killing people. He's very, like, you know, respectable. Yeah. And yeah. elegant. Yeah. Um, very, very well-mannered. Mm-hmm. And then we have Brian Cox, who is the, in the original Hannibal. Um, and that's when he's, like, a madman. That's the one that's really like bad. A, yeah, apparently it's a very bad movie, but his yeah. portrayal is very interesting because mm. he plays him as, like, an unhinged serial killer who eats people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also drew on Gaspard Uliel, which I don't think you guys know who that is, but he played young Hannibal mm. in Hannibal oh. Rising. Oh. Young Hannibal. I used to make um. a show out of that. It's like young children. <laughs> <He's>... Yeah. <laughs> He was in one episode of Moon Knight, which we never finished, um, and he passed away this year. I don't oh, know if you remember that, yeah. the guy that was in the skiing accident. Oh, that was him? Yeah. Oh, that's really sad. Wow. I'm just, I don't know if you guys know who he is. Yeah. He's a very interesting looking actor. Mm-hmm. He's a model. He's very handsome. <laughs> but in a weird way. Uh, I mean, we've talked about Sans Lens. Yeah. Pretty you, great. You, you haven't seen any of Hannibal? I've seen, like... I haven't watched, like, I haven't, like, watched an episode, but I've seen, like, definitely scenes from it. Mm, it's a really well done show. The first two seasons. Is that one? Yeah, I feel like that's one that I heard's good, and then people are like, mm, but is it? <laughs> it gets bad? I think it so. It gets... Unless I'm thinking of the wrong thing. It gets very artsy. <clears throat> oh, that's oh, what it is. No. Um, which is, like, it's well done, it's beautiful, mm-hmm. but I think it loses, it almost focuses too much on the, like, stylistic part than the story mm. as it goes into season three. Yeah. Um, but it's, um, who made it? Brian Fuller. Do you guys know who Brian Fuller is? I recognize He did Pushing Daisies and, um, American Gods, which I also liked. Oh, American two Gods. Seasons. Then it got weird again. <laughs> Maybe he's really good at making two, two seasons, seasons of a show. <laughs> and then yeah. he's just like, I'm bored. Why don't Truly. I do whatever I want? <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen. He's kind of scary in that. I mean, all of them, I'm guessing, are kind of scary. I watched the first season of Hannibal. Um, because my friend was like, it's really good. You'll like it. You should watch it. Um, and then I watched it and it was fucking scary. <laughs> and I You're like, literally how dare you? had to turn on, I was home alone at the time. And this was when I was living in Calgary. So it was like a three bedroom, you know, three, like it's a three, four level house. It's mm-hmm. huge. Home alone by myself. And I had to turn on every single light. <laughs> like I was so freaked out. 
Oh no! Oh, he's so scared. I don't know. Are and you going to be able to watch the Pedro Pascal dentist murder movie? Oh yeah. Yeah, that seems show true with... crimey. It's fine. How is it? Is Hannibal not true crimey? I don't know. There's there's like I don't know. There's like weird, like psychological, like twisted elements to it. Like I... they do th- like things like hallucinations and, and weird mm. stuff. I hope he's unhinged in that show. Oh, he um, will be. But yeah, and then I binge the entire season in a night because of, like if I finish it, oh, then it's then done. It's not, then it's done and it's not scary anymore. Sure. Right. Sure. <laughs> I understand, McKenna. <laughs> I have an overactive imagination. That's the thing. I can watch it. But like, then whatever. if the lights are but off, then after, like... Do you ever get like bad dreams? Yes. But I don't remember. Like, I'll wake up, like, ooh, but I don't dream that often. But yeah, I, I've same. had bad dreams. I rarely have nightmares just because, or, like, bad yeah, dreams just because, because I, I rarely dream, and if I do, it's usually fine. I dream yeah. every single night, and very, yeah, very rarely. so boring. But I definitely have occasions where I've, like, woken up, like, scared or, like, yeah. freaked out a little bit. But I don't really know what freaked me out. I don't think I've ever, ever, ever had a recurring dream. Ever. I had one when I was a kid. <laughs> That I don't really remember, but it was about aliens coming to the mm. town. But then we adopted the alien as my brother, but then he ended up being evil. Oh, I don't know what that it's means. Like E.T. Yeah. Yeah. But evil <laughs> E.T. Evil. <laughs> More fun. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, maybe I'm just not scared of things. Maybe he's... I mean, I don't really, I don't think I've ever I mean, had nightmares. Like nightmares. I, I, I feel like Chelsea get... really does not have any fear in her life. <laughs> <laughs> but also no self self preservation either because of that. <laughs> I'm sc- I mean I'm uh, I'm scared of things, um, but just always like never like. Movies. Can you think of the last nightmare you had? Um, like are your fears more like social anxiety <clears throat> fears? Like like a, like would you have that dream where you like are giving a speech and you're in your underwear? No, I wouldn't have a dream yeah. about that kind of stuff. <laughs> No, I you think instead it's, have a dream of just normal life. I think I've had dreams where I've like been killed. Yeah, I've never had a dream. Oh, I've had killed. That. But I feel I, like that's most of my. That's if scary. I have a nightmare, that's it's so usually scary. like I get murdered or I fall off something. I, mean, I feel like I've never dreamed of me dying that I can remember. Oh, that's happened. I mean, I think every time. once in a while you wake up and you be like, <laughs> and you like you're breathing really heavily. Yeah, that one that's... time I broke my back. <laughs> What? I told you that. Story? I think yeah, that I've does told you ring this before. I like had a dream. You don't know, but in um, I know you don't. But in Final Destination, the one with the bridge that I was talking about yesterday, someone falls off a bridge and gets like skewered on a boat. Oh, so like or something the, like The Last of Us. Not yeah, all, like, like that, The but, Last of Us. But skewered. Uh, spoilers. Um. Anyways, but someone gets skewered, and then I had a dream. Like it wasn't at all related. I didn't watch them nearby, but I had a dream like later that I like fell off something, and in my dream I hit the top, and like literally I woke up to my body fully being like, oh, you like, like I had arched my back because my, I literally thought that you was happening, and I like threw out my back for like a week. <laughs> it hurt so bad because I like arched my back so badly. I always and it hurts so bad. <laughs> I always have that like sensation of falling that wakes me up, but I I've don't had, know if yeah. that's a like. There's something about that. They they say what it is, but I yeah. don't know if it's dream related. I've had dreams where I have fallen off, like not skewered, but have just fallen and then wake up before you hit the ground. I haven't had these in a long time. These were like when I was a lot younger. Yeah. I don't think I've had a nightmare in like a long time, but these are yeah. just the ones that I can remember. I mean, I don't think I've had a nightmare that I can remember in a really long time. Yeah. Sometimes I just think like you get a little bit scared and you wake up and then you're like, <laughs> you, your, breathe, your breathing is really heavy. 
mm-hmm. and your heart's beating. I had a nap like three weeks ago. And I just woke up and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and my heart was beating so fast. And I was like, where am I? What time is it? Where? And what then, time? do you ever do that? You ever wake up and you're just like, I don't know where I am. I don't know what time it is. And then you look at the clock and it's like five. And you're Me like, this morning. It's at five in. Like, <laughs> you're like, is it five in the morning? Is it five? You just don't know. You just can't remember. It hasn't happened in a long time, but yes. But you just can't remember like when. Yeah. It is. Like, yeah. what was I doing that earlier like today for, like, time, a minute? And then you're like, like, oh, I get that it. That one time when I woke up and I had dreamt of an entire day and then I woke up not being able to figure out if that day actually happened That's or like not. That's like that PC commercial. And I was like, what? What? Remember the commercial that used to play? I think it's PC, like, President's Choice. And it was like, imagine a dream. And in that dream, you can live a whole life. And you can have it. Do you remember? It's like, it's it like played before Spider-Verse. Oh, I remember when we, well, is that the one I laughed at? Maybe. There's one they played before Spider-Verse. And the guy was like, don't talk during the movie. We were like, the movie's not started yet, sir. (laughs) And then he moved. He moved his kids away from us. It's in commercials. We're film students. (laughs) We're not going to talk during the movie, sir. Anyways. Anyways, um, but uh, that's just the thing about fears Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. dreaming. Mm -hmm. What is it, what has to do with Madge Mickelson? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, um, most of my fears are like, I mean, if I'm walking around at night, which I've done before, sometimes I'm like, oh, this is a little oh, bit Oh yeah, scary. I thought I was going to get murdered a couple, like last week or whatever when I was coming back from work. Because there was scary, there's a sketchy hallway and I, there were scary guys in front of it. And I was like, this is where I die. But I lived. I went around, I went a different way. <laughs> but I'm not really that afraid of like, <clears throat> I don't know, other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the question <laughs> I was like we are so I don't even know how this happened this is the I, you were talking day. about how you get scared and I was like I want to know if oh you have with nightmares. the show mm, yes, 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 yeah. yes we connected it back so um, um I think uh, I mean for me it's probably Anthony Hopkins just because I love the quotes couldn't tell you about any of the other people I mean, yeah, I've seen scenes of the other stuff, but I definitely uh, know I more. I just think there's a little bit of classicness in yeah, this one. Yeah, the classicness. Not necessarily the first one, but the most... But the be- the, the the first good one. Probably, like, the most famous... I don't know who's... The most famous, right? Probably. Yeah. I think I'd give it to Sansa. We'll Lance. give it to Sansa Lance. That's two. All right, two points. Wow, killing it. Literally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, last bonus best question. The most charming cannibal. Oh, great. Yeah, we got oh, no. Hannibal Lecter, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. We got Sweeney Todd, mm. Demon Barber at Fleet Street. Mm. And then we have Steve from Fresh, because mm. I couldn't think of any other cannibals. Sebastian. Army Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> and Army Hammer. And Army Hammer. Have you seen Sweeney Todd? Was, yeah. I was going to say, I feel like Elsha's for sure seen Sweeney Todd, and I know you've seen Fresh, so I got at least some basis We watched Fresh there. together. Oh, okay. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Do we? Yeah. Chelsea never knows what we've watched together. <laughs> I watched Fresh mm-hmm. by myself. We did. Because I'm in love with Sebastian Stan. Was I doing? I thought we watched Fresh together. I thought I watched it with you. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure no, you- No, I'm 100% sure because we watched it like the day it came out. I'm- Because we were randomly scrolling Maybe on Disney+. You watched Plus. it later and I was there. Maybe. Because I, I know Chelsea was definitely there. Because I I remember it. you watch coming out and you were like, "What are you guys watching?" We were like, "We're watching Fresh." You know this is right. And then I think you watched else. it later, and maybe and you, you were came just in. On the couch. But I know or that I we like watched it first dishes. together. No, but you. No, oh, you were definitely on the couch. Maybe that was Power of the Dog. Yeah, that was Power <laughs> of the Dog. Ooh, but I we did remember. watch it together. 
I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Twice, apparently. <laughs> so memorable. I feel like I've only seen it once all the way through, but I could see maybe, like, some of it. Yeah, you probably saw out. part of it again when we kind of watched Honestly, it. I feel like maybe I came in when you were, like, near the end of it. That yeah. actually sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Who's the second guy? Wait. Oh, Sweeney uh, Todd. Sweeney Todd. That's a movie that my mom really loves because she's really into Johnny Depp. Um, mm-hmm. I've never really seen it, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you like it? It's fine. The musical, it's just, right? Yeah. It's a movie that exists. It's Tim Burton making his wife act opposite of Johnny Depp once again. Yeah. Classic. classic. I know. It's fine. That's a movie that I'm like, I've seen it once. I just think I picked it because it was a different portrayal. Most of them are just like, mm-hmm. you know, evil cannibals. This mm-hmm. guy seems to have a personality. Yeah. But do you like Fresh? I don't know. It was fine. I mean, it's fine, yeah. I mean, it is kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Um, it was her first movie, like, as a mm-hmm. director, so I was like, oh, you, you know, you get a little wiggle room for yeah. your first. Yeah. I feel like it's feel uncomfortable whenever they're eating. Yeah, that's Yeah, only... that's, yeah, <laughs> that is the point. Oh, there's this one line in that movie. Oh. The breast one? It's a pun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know and Chelsea laughed. No, I... I think I got such secondhand embarrassment. Is it the breast? Did he say, like, is that the breast Save the breast steak? for laugh. Yeah. No. So, was it yeah. the breast steak you've ever... I don't know. No, like, I think like, he does it... say, save the breast for laugh. I think she yeah. says it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She that's said it, and he, they laugh together. Because he's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. She thinks my cannibal jokes are cute. Or, yeah. Like, yeah. Because she's, like, convincing him that yeah. she's into this. And I was like, I can't. I have such secondhand embarrassment. I love it when Chelsea gets secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> so funny. I don't know. Yeah, that movie's fine. I don't know. Do you like him, though? They meet in a grocery store. Yeah. yeah. A little meat cute. It's one of those classic things I'm that you like, would this by ever the happen? Actually, by the grapes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> that would have been too obvious. Why? A meat cute by the meat. Trying to get her meat. Doesn't he say he's a vegetarian or something? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember. What a lie. Or she's a vegetarian. What a lie. Yeah, because they order pork ribs or something and then he's mm-hmm. like i'm a vegetarian yeah well here's the thing who's more likely to kill me hannibal lecter or steve. well the thing about steve she's named steve yeah i don't know steve <laughs> steve the thing he about... like seduces you yeah yeah he's he's also not uh in a cell <laughs> you know mm-hmm. he's just like hello well but i'm saying like it like at the end of the movie hannibal's out yeah but i'm saying who's mm-hmm. the most charming no i know but like <laughs> i guess so I mean, I think if you met a man at the grocery store, you hit it off with him, and then, you know, started dating for a little bit, and then went on a vacation. Did they go on vacation? Isn't that what's happening? Yeah. She's like, I'm going on vacation with him. He's like, he takes Mm -hmm. her to my family cabin or something. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, you'd probably be like, fun, have fun, someone's interested in me. Mm -hmm. And then he would tie you up and leave you in a room and then be like, I'm going to eat you. That'd be scary. You know? But... Uh, you'd probably trust that more than some 60-year-old man <laughs> who's speaking to you with a weird British accent type, I don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Unless he's, like, your psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, well, how much do I trust this man? I, yeah. You know? That would suck, though, if you, like, <laughs> like, the finally, finally I found a finally man. Finally I found a man. <laughs> I think he's takes the scariest, because, like, you know, like yeah, because he because he would realistic. go to his house. You know, you'd be like, yeah. If Hannibal Lecter said, "Come on to my house," you'd be like, like "Why? No. <laughs> like, no, let's keep this professional, please." Sir. Yeah, yeah. But if it's Sweet Sebastian Todd, Stan, McKenna's demon... there immediately. 
I feel like Sweeney Todd being... <laughs> She's like, I, th- that would happen to me. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's probably the most attractive. Well, yeah. Sweeney Todd being a demon barber. I just think you wouldn't yeah. trust a man like that. Yeah. Doesn't he look crazy? Yeah. I'd pro- Maybe I'd probably give it to Fresh. Yeah. Just because I think the circumstances would be mm-hmm. most likely to happen to me. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the most realistic for us. <laughs> All right. <laughs> to yeah. happen. Two bonus Great. best points. Not bad. Okay. So that means we'll uh, get to the final scoring. So adding up all the points from the rounds and the bonus point, our final score is... 89, which is a high end of high right, high end of the A range. You know? Yes. Nice. Almost an A+. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It did really well, like in the first three categories. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah. it got a lot of nines. I mean, I do think it is very strong in story and character. Yeah. And stuff. In the yeah. uh, and acting visuals. and writing and... Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think that makes sense. I think it's a good one to leave, not for the middle of spoopy season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? It's a movie I wish I had watched sooner. Mm. Yeah, we were kind of telling you you'd like this movie, weren't we? Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, it looks scary. And then we're like, I it's not that really scary. enjoyed it. Yeah, it's we're not like, scary. It's not scary. It's not. No, yeah. It's just a long time. I think I remember but... when we watched it the first time, we were like, oh, I think we kind of would like this because yeah. we like, like, sort of finchery stuff and it's kind of yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I... I mean, reminds you of Mindhunter. Yeah, very similar Which is vibes. Fincher. Mm-hmm. So, do you have anything else to say? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Uh, so be sure to follow us on Instagram at cine.grade or on Twitter at cinegrade to keep up with what films we review next. Feel free to send us suggestions on Instagram or email us at cinegradepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how you feel about the film, send us your own grade, and give us any thoughts you had. If you disagree about anything, feel free to tell us that too. We're always interested in having conversations about film. Also, be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts wherever you listen to us. It really helps us get more exposure so that more people can find us. Where can they reach you? You guys can find me on Instagram at underscore Chelsea Mitchell underscore. And you guys can find me on Instagram at Al Shakur. If you want to keep up with us or ask any questions, never hesitate to reach out. I think that's it for this week. I'm Al Shakur. I'm Chelsea Mitchell. And we'll see you next time on Centigrade. <laughs>